Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio, WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini, for now, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Why did I say for now? Well, if you missed it today, it's a big announcement at 9 a.m. this morning on the Greg Hill Show, and then later on at the uh, 2 o'clock at the beginning of this show. Did you wake up for it? I did. I Well, my baby woke me up, but yeah. There you go. He was like, get up! I've been Jones up for, is joining the show! I've been up for three hours. That's how uh, your baby sounds. When that happened. That is what my baby sounds like. Some babies cry, some babies coo, some babies have, like, hot sports takes. <laughs> or takes about sports radio people. Anyway, uh, if you don't know, this show is going to uh, be a bigger show in a couple of weeks. Adam Jones will be joining us. He had been hosting the night show over at the other station for almost 10 years, I want to say. Uh, I was with him for five of those years, and I am over the moon. I am really, really excited about this. I didn't think there was a chance of this happening. For those who don't know, I got uh, laid off back in October um, from my job over there, and uh, it was uh, certainly a tough time, and uh, I was thrilled that Mike Thomas and Ken brought me in over here, and now to hear that Jones is coming too is just, it almost feels like a dream, honestly. Like, it doesn't seem, these things don't happen to people in radio, and if you want to know how I feel about Jones, so after I got laid off, I made one of those sad, I just got laid off podcasts. You ever see, you know, like people do that? I didn't listen to that. Why did <laughs> it's you do okay. that? Well, because I wanted to do something. Like, Is I it knew, like your live journal? I knew I was coming here, and uh, I wanted to not be just completely out of everyone's mind for a month. You know, like I wanted to have something that I could put out there. And I also felt like, yeah, I just got laid off. Maybe there's people who, want, who think I'm going to like rip the sport, you know, or, or rip everything. And I didn't do that. But I basically just went on and on about how much I loved uh, Jones and, you know, some other guys I worked with there. So if you want to know how I feel Sounds about drunk. it, then uh, you can go. And, and listen to the, um, I forget what I called it, <laughs> the Arcan Sunday Mass or something like that, um, and uh, and hear it all there. But just to say, I'm very excited about this. Um, Jones is awesome. He's uh, he's uh, someone that I really enjoyed working with, and uh, you're going to love him, Mega. I'm, really, I'm him. really excited. I am. I, I've listened to Jones for years. I've been a fan. I think he's far and away the funniest person in the market, in this market. Uh, he makes me laugh, which is First and foremost, most important to me mm-hmm. in this job, uh, someone who I find entertaining. And, you know, I, I loved the show that I started with. And there were decisions from higher ups than us to uh, not have that be the show in this slot anymore. And that bummed me out because those guys are still my friends and I love that show. 
I'm really excited to launch something totally new. It's going to be something totally new and different and excited to own that spot. And let's go. Yeah. January 30th. January 30th will be the first show. It's a Monday. That will be the first show of Jones and Mego with Arcand. And uh, that's how it's going to be. And we're all very, very excited. And that is the only big uh, press clipping that came out in the last 24 hours. I think hours, I need to I get think. my smart jersey, though. For day one, uh, yes. don't you? Marcus Smart, that would definitely that would definitely trigger Jones. Okay, good. One hundred percent. I can give you a whole list of things. That'll trigger Jones. We'll have that. Should we, just be the first hour of this show. Let's let's see how crazy. So we I'm can just make gonna. Him. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. I I actually don't want because I haven't met Jones. Okay. I don't want to meet him until day one of the show. How about that? All right. When he comes in, I'm going to be wearing a Marcus Smart jersey and no pants. <laughs> how do you think that's going to go? And I'll say, welcome. I'm your co-host. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Um, anyway, yes, <clears throat> in a couple of weeks, uh, 17 days on January 30th, that will be the debut of the new show. You're stuck with us until then, but uh, very exciting. We're all very excited here and can't wait to welcome Jones uh, back into the fold. This was, I mean, this used to be the old studio. So when I came, I remember when I came back here, it sort of felt like, it sort of felt like I died in a video game, you know? And they sent me back like to the beginning. Okay, <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. I do. I do want to say to that. Oh, point, I forgot to save. Oh God, I got to do all this huge, again. There was a. <laughs> there was a huge thing. Uh, this is a little sidebar. Uh, when you remember what was the stupid 007 game that came out on Golden N64? Eye. Golden Eye. Golden Eye. The great yeah. video games ever made. Yeah, I loved it. You just called it stupid. Okay, well, it's a how dare video you? game. I couldn't, it's stupid because I couldn't remember the name of it. Gotcha. Uh, Goldeneye, I remember when it came out, there was, it was such a conversation among my friend's parents. Yeah. Sick music. Uh, being like, are you, are you letting your kid play Goldeneye? And all the dads were like, oh, look, the game is awesome. It is. (laughs) And all the moms were like, oh, no, this could be triggering violence and blah, blah, blah. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, don't know. Oh, when you die at the video, in a video game, yeah. So I remember my uncle sitting down my cousins, mm-hmm. like my boy cousins, and I was part of this conversation. And he was like, just so you know, um, in real life, you don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> in real life, if you shoot someone, you don't start over. Oh, wait. Uh, uncle Adelini, you're saying I don't have a license cousin, to kill like cousins, 007 does? My cousins were like 11. <laughs> I'm like, are, do you think your sons are idiots? <laughs> Listen, um, if you paint yourself entirely in golden paint, you could asphyxiate and die. So don't do that either. Was your uncle one of those video games or ruining society people? No. No? Okay. Because there was a but lot of he was, oh, Hillary he was Clinton made my childhood who, so miserable when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. Mm. He was someone who took my cousin's uh, CDs and would read the lyrics and then just like write notes on the lyrics being like, no way, Matt. Wow. Not for you. But he let him buy the CDs, though. Well, he didn't know. Like, he I would see. bring home the CD from Tower Records or whatever. I brought home... And he'd home, open uh, it up and read the lyrics and be like, this Blink-182, absolutely not. <laughs> I brought home uh, the Snoop Dogg album, Doggy Style, his debut album, Doggy Style, and my mother threw it away. <laughs> I had to go. I had to buy it like three times because <laughs> every time she found it, just the, the the cover she didn't like. She didn't even hear the music. Well, she probably didn't like <laughs> the name of it. Um, That too. Yeah, that probably I think that was, was probably a giveaway. Does this say Considering take I- off your pants and jacket? I don't think that's very appropriate. I was talking about the Snoop one. Right. Um, I was talking about the Blink-182 one. I was also, I think, like 12 when that album came out, so I don't know. Um, Anyways, uh, that is, you know. That's the news of the day. That's the news of the day. Nothing else happened, and uh, we're just going to go home. See you later, That was one press release. Can we get to the Patriots press release? I guess, I guess. 
You know, if you think the Patriots are more important than this show, then I guess we can get to the Patriots release, but I don't agree with you. Oh, also, Ken got a new job. He's a brand manager. That is correct. Uh, So he's going to be managing all of our Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. So if you see anything weird on my Instagram account, that came from Ken. He's going to be going through all the albums we buy and crossing out all the lyrics. (laughs) He's going to make sure that we represent the brand accurately. Yes. And uh, if we screw up, it's really on him. Mm-hmm. So I like that. going forward, that's the blanket Anything statement. you don't like, you can just you take it up with Ken. Um, and if you don't like anything the Patriots are doing, you can take it up with Bill Belichick and whoever that. wrote this headline. Because uh, according to the team, they put a statement out yesterday, a big press release, and it says Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo and will begin interviewing for an offensive coordinator. And it reads as follows. The Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo. Not what you said in the headline. That would keep him with the team long term. In addition, the team will begin interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week period, full stop, two sentences, that's it. This press release is unlike any press release the Patriots in my lifetime have ever put out, and I'm struggling to think of the time any team has ever put out a release like this where they lie right there in the, in the headline. You Patriots, excited? Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo implies that the deal's done, it's done, we did it, we're just dotting the T's, no, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, and that's all we have left to do. And then you read the first sentence and it says, we've begun contract extension discussions. That's not what it says in the headline. That's the first thing you notice. The next thing, they're not going to start interviewing offensive coordinator candidates until next week? Holiday weekend. It's a holiday weekend, that's true. Holiday, we're not on on Monday. It's holiday weekend. Look, everybody's got, you know, day, no days off. Yeah, Bill's skiing at Wildcat this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. No days off. We got the condo at Waterville. Yeah, I love condos in Waterville. I've never been in a bad condo at Waterville in my life. Anyways, uh, we've we've discussed this at ad nauseum today at length. But now that we have uh, a little bit of hindsight on it, does anything else sort of jump out to you about this uh, about these two sentences here? Well, I got to think that the offensive coordinator candidate interview process starting next week means that they have been reaching out over the last 48 hours. Hmm. So we learned from Andrew Callahan, who came on earlier, and if you missed his spots, uh, he was on with us from 3 to 3.45. You can check it out on the Odyssey app. We're going to hear a little bit of the highlights from that in a few minutes. But... One of the things he said was Bill and Kraft have been meeting every damn day. Every day. Since that loss on Sunday. Mm. So they've, they've met every day for some period of time is what his sources indicated to him. And I'm guessing that, you know, we, we heard at the beginning of the week the reports from Tommy Curran that there, I think it was as, as late as Wednesday, that there was no movement on Bill O'Brien, that uh, there hadn't been any contact made. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can say that it's safe to say that that's changed over the last 48 hours or the last 24 hours or that it's changing now as we speak, as we live and breathe right here. Maybe they are scheduling something either in person or on the phone. Um, And it tells me that they think that this is a pretty attractive job still. The offensive coordinator, even though you're not working with Tom Brady, it's not the glory days of even, you know, five years ago. Mm but that they feel like they don't need to rush against some of these other teams who are probably courting some of the same names that you're courting in terms of an offensive coordinator. Yeah, certainly. And Bill O'Brien, I think, is such a natural fit for so many reasons, not the least of which is his uh, roots here and his family uh, being around here. And that's a situation, Tommy talked about this, but that's a situation that may supersede everything else. 
It may trump a better location. It may trump a better offense. It may be the one thing that drives the entire decision-making process for him. And I wouldn't be shocked by that. Honestly, I wouldn't. I mean, you, you, eventually, he's been all over the place, you know? Like, he's been all over the country doing these things. And you have a chance to come back to, to come back home. If that's something you want to do, then you just you take it. So, Mike Giardi, he did tweet this uh, today. He said a couple of other notes on the Patriots. There is one very influential voice in upper management who definitely wants Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. He added on personnel, there are some within the organization who feel the wide receiver room needs a real upgrade. Quote, we don't have one player you got a game plan for. Uh, that first part, influential voice in upper management, I'm n- completely not an informed take. Going to go ahead and guess that that's Jonathan Kraft. Everybody seems to think that. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting here like, who is that? And everyone's like, you don't know who that is, you bozo? <laughs> it's no, obviously no, no, Jonathan Kraft. From, from, I can say from my perspective, that doesn't. I'm not informed there. Mm-hmm. I'm that, you can just blame and say it. I'm not informed. Okay. Uh, I'm not informed there. Uh, but it feels like, like he wants Bill O'Brien back. Yeah, seems that way. And, and why wouldn't you? It, it looks completely perfect on its face. It does. It does sort of. It's almost too perfect. You know what I mean? In terms of not having to make a serious decision about Bill Belichick or anything like that, what Bill O'Brien represents to me anyway is the perfect sort of mix of a guy that's a massive upgraded offensive coordinator, which is really what's most important, but also someone who's not going to upset the apple cart too much in the last years of Bill Belichick. Someone who's been here before, understands how it works, understands what he you know has to do and how he fits into everything, and will do that job and do it well. Can he come in here and stop the bull crap that seems to be happening behind the scenes with a couple of these coaches? If that is indeed the case with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge going out and trying to change the narrative with Mac Jones or, you know, people being upset that Mac Jones is being painted out to be a victim and circumstances. Because Andrew Callahan gave us a little piece of information and I totally stepped on him in the interview when he gave it to us. But I want to play it when we come back about the dynamic between some of the coaches that were on staff this year and Mac Jones. And to me, this was just so petty, so silly. I think we should hit it on the way back. All right, we'll do that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, I got a chance to uh, see him last year in training camp practices and all that, and um, he's done a great job coaching us, and he's seen a lot of football. I mean, obviously, he's been around football for a long time, whether that be as a head coach, special teams, you know, playing the position himself. So he has knowledge that is very beneficial to me as a quarterback, and um, obviously, I'm, I'm going to learn with him. That's the, the goal is to kind of, you know, teach each other and move along and uh, take what he knows and then take the experiences that I have and combine them uh, and work together as a great team. And obviously, we have 
you know, him and Hoyer and um, Bailey. So we have a great group of guys that can, you know, come together um, and work together in that room. One, two, get down. Sports Radio WEI. Yes, Megan? I thought that was pretty innocent. Those comments. Yeah. It was a little, you know, we're going to learn together, kind of like uh, when you hear a pregnant 15-year-old, babies raising babies, you know? Teen mom. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to learn with him. That's the, the goal is to kind of, you know, babies teach each babies. other and move along. and You know, but I, I don't think it was any secret that Joe Judge hadn't had experience in that job. True. So it's not like it was so unfounded. I remember we made a little bit of something out of it at the time, but it wasn't like some kind of explosive... Wow, Max stepped in it. Yeah, no, and it seemed like, all right, well, he's saying it in a way that implies that this is something they all kind of agreed on and that they're all okay with and they're all a team and all that. Uh, Andrew Callahan, though, earlier today, he was in studio with us, and he said that that really rubbed everybody the wrong way and that uh, people were kind of pissed off about that. I think we generally have it on the nose that life between Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, and Mac Jones is not great. Mm-hmm. I think they're all pretty happy to be on a break. Of course, they'd love to be in the playoffs, but ultimately, that's not a relationship that really got better as the season wore on. When Mac is saying in July, I'm going to teach Joe, and he's going to teach me. Like, that irked the staff. <laughs> I, I can tell you that, about that for a that, fact. That pissed them that, off? That's where they started. And a day before was when Belichick is saying Max had dramatic improvement from the offseason, showering him with praise. We're all going, where is this from? Did he learn his lesson from Brady? Since then, it's been about radio silence, except for one comment about loving Max's attitude and passion after the Arizona game because, again, he had all these outbursts on the field. So part of this stuff that comes out, is just how the sausage is made. Florio talks to coaches or agents of coaches. Same with national folk. And it's a lot of, like, Mac calling around the league, as Chris Sims said, might also be one of these where, like, you get trade rumors and -and so-and-so called about that player. And it's like, that happens every day around the league. Was there an offer made? Was Mac actually saying, get me out of here to those those people around the league? I'm not saying that. It just might be people complain about work. They complain to their friends, and he has friends in the league. Okay, so there there was a lot there, especially in the second half. Yes. But the first part, that the coaches were upset by those comments from Mac? Are you kidding me? That upset you? I mean, you're just at the... That was that was the, the beginning of last summer. If I was a coach and some second-year player was like, I'm going to teach this coach the offense, I'd be kind of pissed he off. He didn't say that. He said, we're going to learn together. Right, which is not... We're all going to do... We're going to teach each other, together. he said, which means I'm going to teach him. <laughs> like, that's, you don't know anything. Teach each other and teach each other how thin-skinned are you dude i listen come on i understand i understand them taking that as a shot i understand them taking that as a shot i do i don't know if they should have gotten super upset about it absolutely i do he has no experience oh my god he has no experience in the job i mean maybe not but he's a coach he's been a coach in the league for a long time and he was just a head coach recently I i probably asked mac about joe judge like three different times during the season all he ever said was, oh, we see things the same way, right. so great, you know, all his perspective. Come on, dude. It's so annoying to me. If that's the, if that is at the very start of the process, because remember last summer was all about the process, ooh, the process. Right. If at the very beginning of the process, he's that sensitive, I understand stuff starts, you know, towards the end of the season after he's MFing you on the sideline and blah, blah, blah. You're like, God, stop talking, kid. Like, you're you're irritated because there's that much friction in the relationship. The beginning of the season, in minicamp, I think it was, around or thereabouts, grow up. Oh, my God. I think the real headline here is that things never got any better. 
Right? It, it got worse. It you can like. get off to an awkward start. Well, he said he's going to coach me and I'm going to coach it. Whatever. You get past it. You move on. You figure out a that way to coexist. Me, they never did. That shows me just if that's the case and Andrew's great reporter, he's plugged in. God, you're insecure. That shows so much insecurity. You know what else that shows? That there was this, in theory, this deep-seated insecurity before they ever started. Like, Joe Judge went into this job and he was already on high alert that people were going to be out to get him. So if what Andrew Callahan is saying is true, that that hurt his feelings so bad, you have to imagine that, that these guys were freaking out before they even started their installs in camp. How the hell are you supposed to get through a season if that's the mindset of your coaching staff, the guy that's supposed to be building up Mac Jones, and he says, oh, we're going to learn together, and you don't like that? That bugs me to no end. I'm with you. Like, I, I mean, honestly, if it, if this is how the foot that you got off on, and they had it, I can just imagine, okay, Mac gets called into the office about mm. this. Hey, why'd you say that? Right, but I'll tell you right now. Is it, is it be any of that? You know, we're all getting started here. Why'd you say you're going to learn together? And Max, like, wait, what did I say? Have you ever been in this situation as somebody who's on air where you get called in? This used to happen at my old job a lot mm-hmm. because you say something and they don't. There's a re- certain reaction to it, and your bosses don't like the reaction. Never happened to me before. Happened I don't know to what you're me. About. It's happened to me. <laughs> and I go, you know what I say? I say well, you can direct those. You can direct that attention my way. Mm-hmm. I will talk to that person and explain sure. my point of view and why I felt it that way. But there have been cases where... I say if you have any problems, just take it up with Ken Laird. It was all his <laughs> Sometimes, fault. look, yeah. sometimes you fire something out there and you know, you know there's going to be a response. Sure. You're like, hey, whatever. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel this way. Sometimes you just say something and you go along, you go about your day, and then you get called into the principal's office and you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Over that? This is the thing? This is the straw that broke the camel's back and now we're having a freaking meeting about this? And I don't know if there was a meeting, but it sounds like there were some feelings hurt. I'm sure there was a meeting. I would uh, imagine there was some kind that of That is so, that is so lame. Don't mistake me saying that that was a shot, by the way, is saying it was an undeserved shot. Because I do think it was a deserved shot. I don't Matt even Jones think it was a, a judge, shot. But I do think, I think it was. Ugh. Maybe, maybe uh, you don't, but I think it was, and I think it was deserved. I think this that Mac was fine to say that. Oh my God. Mac, Mac has really only stepped in it once. Like that, I can think of when he after the bye week oh, in twenty one when he said when he, when he we yeah. awkwardly like mumbled about feeling sorry for themselves. Oh come on! I hate that. I, I can't tell you how much I hate. I can't believe that doesn't irritate you more. I hate that so much. Well, don't worry about it because Joe Judge is going to be reassigned somewhere else. <laughs> he won't be talking to to or about Mac Jones. I don't think six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. Let's talk to my dear friend Polly in the truck uh, who wants to talk about the uh, Patriots continuity. Go ahead, Polly. Hey, good good day, folks. Yeah, that'll be Joe Judge will be going over to special teams to uh, seal the leak in that department. But mm. um, this deal, uh, closing this deal with Mayo will solidify the long-term continuity at head coach and the defensive side of the ball with Steve being on board. They'll be right set all the way up to head coach and the, the D. But when, uh, so if I would like to see the same principles applied to the offense. And when when Judge vacates that spot, the quarterback's coach, I'd like to see Nick Cayley uh, promoted to quarterback's coach. And I think it's Jonathan who they came uh, – was a new, uh, breaking news today that – uh, he was he's he's targeting Bill. I, whoever is upper management, I believe it's Jonathan. 
much crap is targeting Bill O'Brien. And Nick Haley will be able to learn from Bill O'Brien because this is a dead, dead end job for Bill, which you're all going to be uh, the, the head coach and waiting. So he's going to want to go somewhere sooner rather than later, maybe two, three years, probably when Tom Brady's throw. Yeah, that's when you'll see. Uh, Nick Hill being promoted. All right, Paulie, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, a couple of things just to just to sort of take them one at a time. Why would you want continuity from this offense? What, you what sort defensively. Of, yeah, but he said on the offense, I want the same thing. I want continuity with the offense, which is why Kaylee should get the job and, you know, all this other stuff. Only, I don't want any yeah, continuity from this offense. Only if you were looking off of the final offensive performance against the Bills. And, you know, there were times against the Vikings, you know, Kendrick Bourne, specifically yeah. in the Bengals game, mm-hmm. where they had some moments. They showed stuff. But uh, I don't want continuity from this offense. Yeah, I don't think that's. There's so much there that you need to carry over and preserve. I would be fine with someone with totally new ideas coming in here, taking over the offense, and shutting Bill and the rest of the coaching staff right out of it. Honestly, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't think it's a snowball's chance that that happens, but I would be fine with that. I don't want any continuity. I don't want them to take over anything that they had this year and bring it into next year. I want them to leave it all behind. That's what I would. Uh, that's what I would prefer. No continuity. Not on the off on the defense. Sure, defense. You got something going there. And uh, you're going to have to break it up on some level anyway because Gerard Mayo wants a promotion. And he's going to get it either here or somewhere else. So there may not be the same kind of continuity on defense, but you, you shoot for it there. On offense, I'm saying zag, right? No no more zigging with his offense. Let's zag Is it. it an awkward situation if Bill O'Brien, a former head coach, and definitely somebody who they're courting aggressively if he ends up here, like then you have to imagine there was a big campaign to bring him here. Sure. If he comes in and then Gerard Mayo is assistant head coach and everyone's thinking, like, perhaps he's going to be the successor. Um, would that be awkward? Yeah. If Bill O'Brien was given assurances, if he was told, you know, yeah, next uh, after this, you'll be if the OC say, for two years. If he years. says this is the blue, if he's made known that that's the blueprint. Yeah. If, uh, if he's made known that that's the blueprint, would he still take the job? Yeah, he probably wouldn't then leave in a couple of years. If he knows he's not going to be the head coach, he'll probably use it as another stepping stone job to get another head coach job somewhere here in college or something like that. And that's just me sort of spitballing because O'Brien, you know, still seems like a guy who's trying to work in the in the business. Maybe he comes here for two years and retires. Maybe he comes here for two years and says, I just want to retire here in New England, and that's what I want to do, and football's been great, but I'm not going to be like Bill Belichick at 70 years old on the sidelines. Why would he come here for two years as an offensive coordinator and work his ass off and then retire? Because he's blocked. And so he's just not going to go be a head coach somewhere else? Maybe he doesn't want to leave the area. That doesn't make any sense. Sure it does. If he's only coming here, if the main reason he's coming here is to be close to his family. Do you think he's going to go be like the Boston College coach or something? I I doubt it, although he'd probably (laughs) help them. But you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a big draw for him to come here. Yeah, so if but he's if blocked he, here, if he comes in and he's the offensive coordinator, he's going to be working night and day. That's true. It's not like he's coming here and he's like, you know what? I'm going to be an adjunct professor. I'll work. <laughs> I'll have two classes a week, and this is, and we'll have office hours on Wednesdays. Yeah, they'll be working know? night and day for several months, and then in the office. You know what I mean? Like I, I know what you're saying, but I also think that if that's such a big draw and such a big part of the reason why Bill O'Brien would choose to come here as opposed to another team with a better offense then if he's blocked as a head coach and doesn't want to be an OC forever, I could see him just sort of saying, all right, well, it's been fun. What is, <laughs> you know, I, don't I don't know what is happening to my mind. Yeah, what's happening it's over like, there? It's like it's deciding to give up early I on think the you've, you've been weekend. fidgeting with it too much. I, I know. I feel like I got this from, <laughs> from Foyer. cradles like, that the but, microphone no, sit in. I think from, because I used to watch Foyer do this, and I think mm-hmm. it just came off on me. Uh, <laughs> let's go to David in the car. He wants Gross. to talk about Gerard Mayo. <laughs> 
Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you for taking the call. So, you know, I feel that Gerard Mayo is getting robbed here. Uh, it seems like as soon as the word was out that he, people were interested in interviewing him for a head coaching job, never mind just having a real title instead of sharing, and the pages automatically start, you know, started to discuss the you know, extent of contracts, and that's all fine and dandy. But my question is, okay, is he still going to share a title? Because I think Gerard Mayo has proven himself that he deserves more than a shared title. He should be either the defensive coordinator or something like that. And, and I think for what the pitchers are doing, preventing him from going interviewing, it's, it is not cool, you know, and, and, it, and it's expected out of New England. That's they're exactly not, they're not they're preventing him, David. They're not preventing him from doing anything. He, he canceled that well, Cleveland and, interview on his own. If he canceled on his own, you know, I, I didn't know those, that detail of it. So if that's the case, that's different. But, you know, I, I, the only thing I hope for Gerard is that he gets a true title, not sharing a title. Yeah. He deserves it. David, thanks for the call. I think the only thing that will compel Gerard Mayo out of here is a head coaching opportunity. And look at the landscape right now. Yeah. So he, he, you know, Karen Gurian posted or she reported that he's not going to go interview for the defensive coordinator job with the Browns. We haven't heard anything about the Carolina interview changing. That's a head coach position. Right. So it's maybe they're waiting like, until next week like the Patriots. And <laughs> it, as we heard from Andrew Callahan that the co defensive coordinator title has been thrown out there to he and Steve before and he didn't go for it. Yeah. So again I don't even think that that's something that that's enough to be on the table to keep him here. And it sounds like perhaps he thinks he can leverage something better than being a defensive coordinator somewhere else. Where it's it's actually an improvement where I thought they were at the beginning of the week. Because, you know, after he had that little comment about it being a trash bag game, you put your stuff in the bag at the end of the season, right. whatever. I was like, man, we are, I don't think we're going to hear from Gerard Mayo as a Patriots coach again. I think he's going to go coach somewhere else, get a paycheck, get a pay bump, be a defensive coordinator, be a defensive play caller. And now I feel like he's trying to leverage things to stay here in a better position. Yeah. And that's great. That's great. It's just that's what you should do. You know, the, the Patriots are already writing it out. Like, like they've extended him literally mm-hmm. in the subject line of their emails. There's their, their statements. They're saying that they've extended him by all accounts. They're close, uh, but there's still a head coaching job that he's going to interview for. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they're so gung ho about keeping Gerard Mayo when that, coaching staff or that side of the ball coaching they're in pretty good shape with if he left like if Mayo left and Steve and I can't believe I'm saying this but if he left and Steve Belichick was the defensive coordinator I wouldn't be that bothered by it why can't you believe that Steve's a good coach because it's Steve Belichick that's you know? so like, just, why why because he's got a goofy haircut and yes. he, his tongue hangs out not anymore he stopped doing that yeah but he still has that weird haircut uh he's also the just the coach's like, kid the and, players yeah. like him and he's a good coach yeah. so what when that, he's a coach's fine. kid oh my god Somebody who someone else's kid in the NFL has never had success. Like, That's come true. on. A lot of them had, although they went, they went other league. places and had success. Steve's never done that. So that's that's one part of it. But he's doing well here. And I don't know if, you know, Mayo and him need to be a team in order for this defense to run properly and be as good as they were this year. Maybe that's exactly what they need. Well, if if Mayo gets the title of being assistant head coach or associate head coach or whatever the hell now that they're focused on titles. Right. Do his responsibilities change? Is he kind of led into a bigger picture? Bill going to show him his world? (laughs) (laughs) Bill's going to open the rope. (laughs) Hey. Get in the hot tub with me, Gerard. I'm going to show you my world. (laughs) Um, 617. I want you to be by my side. I'm going to open my world to you. 
Very nice. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. And uh, Ryan Garvin will have the almost end of the show right after this. W-E-E-I, Christian Arkin, Megan Adelini, for now. Someone asked in the text line, how often do you guys uh, get recognized when you're out at sporting events, bars, and stuff like that? It's probably much more for you, right? Why you say that? Because you're a woman. <laughs> I just would imagine. <laughs> you stand out more. Guy, you know, like, I just, especially in, like, this industry, there's not that many women in it. Uh, people, you, you, you're memorable. I don't think I'm that memorable. I think I just look like a guy. Yeah, I'm you know? pretty awkward when it happens, though. I don't. I don't. If it if it happens, like I'm not trying to be rude. I just said it always surprises me as somebody who came out of the newspaper world, mm-hmm. not used to that. Usually, what happens is I'll like go to pay at the bar, and if the bartender happens to listen or something, he'll be like, "Oh, he'll look at me like you're that's you." <laughs> like, I don't yes. think I have the name recognition. I don't do a lot of TV, <laughs> so that's the only time it would ever happen. But yeah, it's uh, it happens. He's like, sometimes. "That's you." That's what your face looks like, huh? No one's, no one's ever jumped me before, so that's good. Yeah. No one's ever like, there's Arkin, let's go get him. <laughs> like, you know? Yet? So, yeah, hey. Yet. Come on, Maggie. I, I heard you were so cordial when, you know, we'd be leaving Fenway and people would want to stop and talk to you. I heard you were you were all about the people then. You wouldn't march angrily by people when they go, aren't you Megan Adelini? It wasn't yes. ang- It wasn't angry. Are uh, you going to play that? No, I, I was just trying to find it. Oh, okay. Find it, but I thought it was fun to mention. I got called out because my answer to someone yelling at me was just, yep. <laughs> I just keep walking. Hot summer day in July. I'm like, I'm not trying to have conversation. No, I'm, just, I'm trying to get out of here for the Red Sox traffic. I, honestly, a lot of the time, I'm just in my own world. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Well, you saw me when I'm out. I'm a man of the people. Like, I'm I'm rubbing elbows. I'm talking to I'm playing pool. I'm doing whatever. Like, I, I like uh, interacting. I'm not one of those. I'm not going to, like, pretend, you know. Oh, what some, is the pretending, Some big though? shot, and I can't, like, talk That's with people. That's what I'm you know? saying. Like, I, I don't, nobody thinks anybody here is a big shot. Like. I think Gresh Quite is a frankly. big shot. Gresh is a big shot. Okay, Gresh is a Come big on. shot. We're all trying to be a little more like Andy. Fourier is a big shot. Fourier is a he big shot. He was in the NFL. Like, I didn't do anything. Keith's a big shot. Uh, so, Ryan Garvin's the biggest shot I think we have. <laughs> so I was just there born this way. I can't That's help the way it. This is. is a stupid conversation. Did we so have... To uh, answer the question, it happens, and I'm really weird, and I don't mean to be rude. I'm just a weird person. I got recognized one time. This is a couple of years ago. It was oh, yeah? because I was wearing W-E-E-I sweatshirt i was at a cvs and the guy that was <laughs> che- he didn't even know who was like who i was he just saw the logo and he just went where's jerry callahan i'm like well you got fired two and a half years ago <laughs> sir thank you for listening that sounded like jerry callahan when you just said that are you way. sure it wasn't jerry callahan <laughs> i can't hey, confirm jerry? that it wasn't i mean my memory is foggy from it happening so long ago oh god <laughs> help me <laughs> um yeah it, it doesn't happen that much it, it, if it did then i probably wouldn't go out that much because I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't be like, eh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. But I, and I don't go out that much anyway now because I have a baby, so it doesn't even matter. It's all just, uh, it's all just mood. What do you think the snow leopard's doing right now? I think he's sunning somewhere. Yeah, it's like sixty degrees in Dallas right yeah, now. Yeah, he's looking for the warmth. Yeah, I can't believe they haven't found him. I yet. think he's looking for a baby calf to eat. It's not a snow leopard, by the way. It's a clouded leopard, and he's after your pets. Right. If you're in Dallas, <laughs> chain up your pets there. I think um, my dog could take on that leopard. You think She's so? She's got about twenty pounds on him. Ten minutes ago, they said they were still searching. Still looking, huh? I like that they're providing updates. Don't they have like a tag in it or something? Like it's a. That's a great point. Right? Shouldn't I they be able to not. just find it right away? It doesn't sound captivity- like a hell of an op- uh, operation going on, especially if it was bred in captivity. Mm. 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't have all the deets on it. We'll leopard find out. Watch, we'll give you we'll give you updates corner. on the leopard tomorrow. Uh, I promise. And in the meantime, Ryan Garber, what's the time for? It is the almost end of the show time because it is not the end of the show. And the almost end of the show is brought to you by Cars for Kids. No more stressing over your old vehicle because you can donate it today and get it picked up tomorrow. It's the easiest service out there. Donate online at carsforkids.org. Of course, that is Cars with a K. Now, I actually had not seen this, and this this is a pretty cool thing that happened, I believe, a couple days ago. Big shout out to Garrett Richards' jacket in the Twitch chat. Um, when I say Stone Cold Steve Austin, what do you guys usually think about? Ice cream. Okay. What? Weird. <laughs> no, no, no. Just Cold Stone. Arcan, what do you think about when I you think Stone of, Cold uh, Steve Austin? Glass breaking and drinking beer. Yes. I, I yeah. think of the, the foul mouth double birds flipping you off you know not dealing with authority but apparently he's uh, moonlighting in some other things in the the his twilight days of being a professional athlete so to speak here is stone cold steve austin i believe it is with um this is reno 11 uh stone cold the weatherman and i am here with someone who does not need an introduction this is steve austin and steve you wanted to give weather a try right I want to, but I'm not doing very good at it. I think you're doing a great job. Well, Steve is here. Steve is a northern Nevada guy, so he's going to help me with this forecast. Let's get to it, Steve. We are starting off with your around your stomping grounds, right? Take a look at this. Uh, yeah, beautiful sunset in Carson Valley where I live uh, with my wife and uh, three dogs, and that's an absolute beautiful picture. Love it here. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for chiming in this picture. Now we'll take you through Wait, your current pauses. temperature. Steve. It sounds like Mayor Gorman. Sounds like Meredith Gorman from Nessa. Who's doing the interview? Yeah. Good friend of mine. Just shout out, Mayor. Love you. Um, I don't know if I can identify her voice that quickly. It's it, not it's, Meredith. I, it's I not know her? it's okay. not. I'm just saying okay. it sounds like Meredith. Okay. Well, this sounds like Stone Cold, so let's keep playing. Okay. Her. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for chiming in this picture. Now we'll take you through your current temperatures. Steve, take it away. Hey, Reno, you're looking 34. Down in Menden, 35. Carson City is 34. South Lake Tahoe up to 29. Truckee still at 28. Winnemucca, 35. Elko, a cold 25, love lock coming in at 30. <laughs> so, okay, first time. Wasn't terrible. First time, not yeah. terrible. I don't know if I would want to be the one to sit him down and go, listen, Steve, you know, have some fun with it. You know, make the weather your own. You don't just have to go up there and read the numbers. You know, it's the weather. People are looking forward to hearing you. I'd be too afraid to do that. I'll tell you what, he's no Al Caprillion. You Nobody's guys know, does Al everyone know who Al Caprillion is? How you doing, everybody? Do you know who Al Caprillion is, Megan? No. Okay, so... In New Hampshire, for years and years and years on WNDS, the winds of New England, this little man named Al Caprillion would do the weather, and he was the best weatherman there ever was and maybe ever will be. He was uh, he was tremendous. He'd come out and go, good evening, Manchester. And we get it down here in Boston. We got to the Boston stations. Like, they played the Simpsons on WNDS, so once the Simpsons was over, here comes Al, and it was weather with Al. And I actually worked with him at a radio station for a couple of years up there. Was uh, he nice off air? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Just a, making sure. A mensch. A mensch, Al Caprillion. My TV meteorologist, Al Capri, we have amplitudinal jet stream. There's a lot of amplitude, and usually and this can designate and denote stormy weather. But we have ridging, but what's going to happen to this by the weekend is this is going to break down. Maybe I can punch this up. Flatten. This is going to weaken. That all means that the jet's <laughs> going to go zonal, and we're going to start folks warming up over the weekend. High so the pressure. The coldest air of the season. 
coming in tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, I this he was exclusively a New Hampshire guy, and I didn't. I don't think I've ever lived in New Hampshire. I've heard him many, many. Everybody times. in Boston uh, at one point, if you're of the right age, uh, heard Al Caprillion, and you don't forget him. No, how could you? One of those guys. So uh, we have time for one more, I believe. Okay. Uh, would you guys like to hear Al Michaels talk about his experience on Thursday Night Football, or? Would you like to hear about the time that Paul Pierce got punked in a pickup basketball game by Magic Johnson? Let's go with uh, Al Michaels. That's more timely. So Al Michaels, uh, it's no secret to anybody who has eyeballs and likes football, that Thursday Night Football was really not that exciting. Hold on, I got the wrong music. There we go. <laughs> I sounded like a badass there. Right with that, yeah. So Al Michaels joined, I believe it's, is it, it's Richard Deitch, right? Deitch. Deitch, excuse me. Richard Deitch's sports media podcast and uh, shared exactly how he might have been feeling about calling these games with um, Kirk Herbstreit. Okay, so I think I'm to the point in my life and career, having watched sports since I was six years old, I feel what the crowd feels. And I know a lot of people thought, especially in the Denver-Indianapolis game week four, which was a dreadful game. No other way to describe it. No touchdowns. in fact, at one point during the game, I said to Kirk, I said, is it possible a game can be so bad that it's actually good? <laughs> and he'd never heard anything like that from a partner. He went, no, we're making the most of it. I mean, you just can't oversell something. I mean, you can't take this. This is like, as I said to somebody, what, what did you want me to do? Somebody said, well, you know, you, you needed to make more of that. Nobody inside the business, but a friend of mine, you know, shouldn't you have been more excited? I said, yeah, do you want me to sell you a 20-year-old Mazda? That's what you're asking me to do. I can't I can't sell you a used car. I'm not a used car salesman. Well, frankly, if you were a good car salesman, you'd probably be able to sell a 20-year-old used Mazda. Yeah, probably. Um little get off my lawnish there. Yeah, a little, little bit. A little bit. Okay, what do you expect from him? Not much. I don't I mean, know. He's in the age group. He is. He's in that age group for sure. But uh, you can tell it's just sort of a, yeah, sort I, of a slog for him. I, I, I think we all knew it. I don't think it really helped me personally or anybody else to hear that Al Michaels was also bored to tears mid-broadcast. And there you have it. So quick programming note. Uh, Christian Arcane will be doing his show tomorrow, 1 to 4 p.m. The producer show, which is normally occupying the 8 to 9 a.m. slot. We will be on Sunday, 9 to 10, before Fitzy and Hart due to the NFL playoffs. I believe that is the reasoning that has been given to me. And there you have it. That was the almost end of the show. And now we are at the end of the show where we will be followed by Rich Keefe. Rich Keefe coming up next. For Megan Adelini, it's Christian Hartkin. I want to say thanks to Andrew Callahan. We'll talk to you on Monday, 2 o'clock. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 1. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for chiming in this picture. Now we'll take you through your current temperatures. Steve, take it away. Hey, Reno, you're looking 34. Down in Menden, 35. Carson City is 34. South Lake Tahoe up to 29. Truckee still at 28. Winnemucca, 35. Elko, a cold 25. Love Lock coming in at 30. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.